0: Call to ministry. Um, I had this, like, oh, but what, what, I wouldn't know what to talk about every week. That's going to be so hard. And while I was in that resistance, I turned on the television and I watched this uh, Tina Turner doing uh, Get By with a Little Help from My Friends. Right. And I thought, oh, I could totally do a talk about that. <laughs> and, and really, that's that has been my process more often than not it's music that inspires me and gives me the ideas so eight and a half years later i still am coming up with it and today the kingdom of heaven came from it's a beautiful day <laughs> because it came on the cue in my in my car and i'm listening to it and it kept hitting repeat and playing it over and over again now there's got to be a talk in this <laughs> so, here it is. It's a beautiful day. You look up into the sky. So into the sky is not because heaven is up there, a destination that we are going to someday, if we're good. Up there is metaphysics for lifting your consciousness raising it to a higher vibration, thinking about, um, like Mary Poppins said, think about good thoughts, or maybe it was Peter Pan, I don't know, but anyway, <laughs> it's, it's your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, this is an inclusive community. <laughs> You're not just going to get the Bible, even though we throw the Bible in here and there. Peter Pan is just as good. <laughs> but the kingdom of heaven is It's really, it's a a consciousness. It's a consciousness where we are expansive, where we are thinking of possibilities. The opposite, hell, is also not a destination. If you have been doing things you should not be doing, you're not going to hell, you're in hell already. It's a state of consciousness. It's where you're tormented by by your actions because you're out of integrity and it doesn't feel good and so you get this biofeedback response in your own system that tells you you know it's your Jiminy Cricket who's telling you this is. Only children enter the kingdom of heaven, right? (laughs) I I didn't party last night. (laughs) I was not invited to the bachelor party. heaven. There's a whole chapter in the Gospel of Matthew that talks about the kingdom of heaven and has one metaphor after another. I'm pretty sure Jesus didn't just start spouting metaphors one after another and everybody had to say, all right, all right, we got the point already. I think instead the the editors who created the book of Matthew just said, oh, kingdom of heaven, yeah, that belongs in this chapter, and they pulled them all together. But there are some beautiful, beautiful metaphors. My favorite one is about the Pearl of Great Price. So when we did that meditation, I hope that you received a treasure that you could take and implement in your life because your subconscious mind's language (coughs) is image and emotion. So when you say to yourself, think positive, stop being so depressed, just lift your thoughts, your subconscious mind is, talk to the hand, I am not listening. It makes no difference. All those lectures that you give yourself make no difference. What makes a difference is if you create an image that has emotion to it, that makes you feel a certain way. Now, it can be a very negative image, like you see somebody you love in a car crash because they haven't gotten home yet, And you go straight there to of course that's what happened and now you're miserable you're right there in hell or you can have an image that is positive where you just like one that I used is just imagining God having a hand and putting somebody that I loved and was concerned about in that hand and just all this light around them and when I would do that would feel peaceful so it's an image that has emotion attached to it that speaks to your subconscious and then the subconscious response and it gets happy or it gets calm or whatever it is that you would prefer that is your idea of heaven you have to feed your (coughs) thinking you your mind is your kingdom And you are the king, you are the the ruler of what thoughts you are going to entertain in your royal court. Your kingdom may be full of thoughts, it's okay, we all have thoughts that are not, you know, very high or make us happy, but we don't have to entertain them. Don't pour them a cup of tea and give them a scone. (laughs) (laughs) Let it be okay that they're there, but entertain the thoughts that make you feel good. It's kind of like that. I mean, who do you invite over for dinner parties? Do you invite the people that make you feel the worst? Hmm? I mean, maybe you do because you're related to them, (laughs) but... a choice and you choose to associate with people that make you feel good it's the same with your thoughts choose a good thought and when the other thoughts come along you can't make them go away just like you can't shovel the dark out of the room you make the dark go away by turning on the light so have a thought that is your go-to thought so Jim was talking about how um, the happy feeling that we have here—you can call that back. Notice when you're feeling good here, where do you feel it in your body? Yeah, maybe in your heart, but maybe someplace else. You know, I, I um, Terry Hawkins, the minister that preceded me, talked about your G-spot, which is your gratitude spot. So you, you go and you feel when you're in that state of gratitude. Or it could be your J-spot, your joy spot, whatever it is. When you have those good feelings, notice where you're feeling them. So for me, it was um, right here. and. I would use it, and I think of it as healing a dog. So you're you're going along, and you know how the dog wants to sniff everything, and some of the things it wants to sniff are really disgusting. And so if you've got the leash, you are pulling on the leash and making that dog heal and get it away from that thing over there, right? You no, know, let's get over here where there's some flowers to smell or something. So it's the same thing with us, with our consciousness, as... We become aware of things that we're thinking that are equivalent to what the dog is sniffing on the side of the road. We want to heal our thoughts and pull them in a different direction that is more positive. We are the authorities. One of the the metaphors that Jesus uses is it's like a fisherman who casts a net into the sea and he pulls up all these fish. And then he sorts them, and he keeps the good ones, and he throws the bad ones back into the sea. In other words, I know Jeff, had, Jeff spent a lot of time, my husband, up in Alaska, and he said, in the nets they would, catch, you know, whatever it was they were trying to catch, like say salmon and then there would be these other fish that were in there that was not what they were going for and so they would toss those out. It's not because those other fish were bad it's because it wasn't what they were going for so we have lots of thoughts and if the kingdom of heaven is composed of the thoughts that we want to keep the thoughts that uplift us he had another metaphor about crops um, and weeds and and how you plant the crops but then the weeds grow some enemy has done this um, you know it's it's those enemy thoughts those parts of you that are not lined up with your highest self and and their product is the weeds and the far they asked the farmer well should we should we burn those, pull them up? And he said, No, just let's wait. Wait, because we don't want to injure the crops. And then in the end, we can separate them and burn those. So you probably grew up, I certainly grew up with, that's hell over there. We're going to, all those people who weren't good, we're going to take them and bundle them up and burn them. <laughs> And that's not what he was talking about. That's not consistent with who Jesus was, if you've read anything about him. What he's saying, he's speaking in metaphor, and he's saying, just take those thoughts, the thoughts that bring you to heaven, and separate them from those other thoughts, and let those go. Focus on these. So, it's always about choice. He also talks about um, the woman who's baking, and she uses leaven or yeast in the bread. And when she does that, then the bread expands, and there's more of it, and it tastes good. The kingdom of heaven is like that, because the kingdom of heaven is a state of consciousness that expands, how we think that expands our possibilities that opens the door to happiness we all deal with situations and conditions that are not they don't make us feel good often and so what do we do when we have that and have you ever been (coughs) (laughs) let me tell you about what's going on and we want to go on, and on, and on, and on. We want to justify our situation. Because the story is interesting. You know, it's depressing, but it's interesting. <laughs> and we've all got those stories. And, and if somebody wants to cut you off and just cut to the, and now it's going to be good, well, it's not very sensitive, but it also cuts you off from the possibility of telling your story. And you want to tell your story, right? Haven't you, haven't you been like that? Let, let me tell you about that no good so-and-so who did such and such. <laughs> and how bad it was. And we do that in prayer, too. So remember when Megan said, just claim it. Claim what you want. But people, when they want prayer, they want to tell you how bad it is. Right? Thank you, you know, because you <coughs> pray for me more, won't you, if you know how this <laughs> will because, because everybody's going to collectively go, oh. And, yeah, you know, th- thank you, Wade. <laughs> we, we have that human tendency to want to do that. But what we really want to do is just focus on what we want. When we go to the gas station, we do not say, oh, I was driving for miles and miles, and I was on fumes, and I'm, I just, I'm so afraid. And, you know, And there was this other time when that happened, and I, I ran out of gas. <laughs> Can you just imagine the look on the attendant's face? <laughs> Don't do that. None of us do that. Yeah, yeah, move to Washington, your own. No, we just say, fill it up. That's all we say. And that's what we want to do in prayer. On those prayer claim forms, you just say, fill it up. Give me this, give me that. This is who I am. Hold that idea with me. Because that takes us into the kingdom of heaven. When we focus on what's wrong. Now I'm not saying, I'm not saying deny it. So immunity, there's this thing called affirmations and denials. So affirmations, the trick to those is you got to feel it. You can't just say it over and over again. I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. You don't, you don't feel it, you don't believe it. It's not going to make any difference. You have to, you have to come up with some imagery that makes you feel it, of some memory of something where you felt so rich, some acknowledgement. You look at the colors in those stained glass windows and you think, oh, rich. And you just, you just have that in your mind. You, you look at a little baby like Wade over there, and you think. You find a way to expand your consciousness of what is rich. And you hold those images in your mind. And you affirm them, And then you deny. And deny does not mean, I deny that I, I only have a few dollars in my bank account. You don't deny that. If that's your situation, you need to know that, especially these. You go to use your debit card again. <laughs> but you deny the authority of your checking account to determine your value. You deny the authority of outside conditions to determine what is possible for you. And we have a tendency to take our stories that come from the past and use those to determine, they're they're like invisible fences, those stories, and they determine what can be possible for us because we have decreed that do so, because we are focusing on our stories instead of focusing on what is possible. In the kingdom of heaven, the state of expansiveness, anything is possible. And we get to pick a good option. The fact that we don't have any idea how we will make it happen is immaterial. That's referred to as the cursed hows. We don't know, we don't know. But when we stay in that expansive state Ideas will come. Charles Fillmore, the co-founder of Unity, said, Ideas are divine currency. Mm -hmm. The Hindu goddess Lakshmi drops coins, golden coins, from the sky. Metaphorically. (laughs) (laughs) These are ideas. That's how it comes to us. And the ideas come when we're in this peaceful, expansive state. Not when we're in a state of worry, like, Oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? It's so awful. Mm -hmm. Nothing's going to come in that state except more misery. We're in hell. We have to free ourselves by having a go-to thought that we reliably turn to. Because when you're in hell, your mind isn't working very well, right? Mm (laughs) (laughs) It's not. It's not for any of us. And so if you have a practiced thought that has emotion to it, that is positive, you use that as your rope to get you out of hell. And so, or you call somebody and ask for prayer. And that's what prayer does. It takes it, it does It doesn't make it all better in the sense that it makes it go away. It turns your attention to a different thought. It raises your consciousness. That's what prayer is all about. We do not pray to an outside God who will make it better. We pray so that we see differently. That's what that's all about. And that's what we practice here. So, all of us have some condition going on in life that doesn't bring us joy, that we perhaps think should not be happening. And we can dwell in resentment about that condition being present Or, we can just let it be, yeah, it is there, and take our attention over here to something that generates a feeling of happiness. Because when we are happy, all that other stuff goes away. But the bridge from the miserable state to the happy state is a thought. And we are the rulers of our thoughts. We can take the experiences that we have that create good energy in us and memorize what that feels like and then practice feeling that again and again and again until it becomes a way of life. So in a minute, we're going to have a chance to practice being happy because Shine is going to lead us in a song. You want to guess the name? (laughs) And I want to encourage you all to get up on your feet and let your bodies know that you're happy. Because happy is not an intellectual concept. It's something that is in your bones. So get up and move them. Okay.